my name is Ginny Buckley, and this is Pioneers from the team at Bridgestone EMEA, a podcast about sustainability, mobility, and innovation. In season two of Pioneers, we're talking to industry experts to help us get to grips with and understand some of the key issues. Data can play a role in the larger ecosystem. Data can change your life. So to discuss more about in-vehicle data, its value and how it can actually drive innovation, I'm joined by Raghunath Banerjee, Vice President, Data Solutions for Bridgestone Mobility Solutions. It's really good to have you with us today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure joining you today. I'm going to kick off, um, Raghunath, by just asking you um, about your background and how you came to work in in that role, because data is such a fascinating area, isn't it? I think uh, 21 years back, I started my journey with an application programmer, worked with uh, several um, global companies, started with India, working for very uh, large corporates for retail, automotive, banking, solving their challenges. And that's how I got the feel of the data, that how it's important for large organizations. One part of the story is organizing the data keeping the data in the right place, improving the quality of the data so that you can use it. But also another exciting part I found is data monetization. And the applications for this data are absolutely fascinating to me. I mean, the fact that you they feed into so many areas, road safety, making the consumer's life easier by telling them when their tyres will need to be changed, when their car would need to be serviced. I mean, can you just elaborate on some of the uses of the data for us? Our anonymized data sets can be provided to them for their road safety monitoring, for improving the data-driven decision-making for infrastructure improvement. So this is really uh, a top examples that we see that how this data from the connected vehicles can change your life. We are working with one of the cities with Netherlands and they're using our data like acceleration, braking, cornering events. It was really an eye opener for them that how this data can play a larger role in this uh, city infrastructure planning. So they have basically uh, gathered all the data for past year and they're able to right now identify the roads where the uh, drivers are overspeeding. And they're really able to determine whether they should expand the bicycle paths in the same area. So it's not inconceivable that you could have cars on a busy stretch of road, a, a motorway in Autobahn, and there may be an accident and the car could feed that back to different connected cars along the journey. That's not inconceivable. That is what I'm looking for, right? Because this is where you unlock the true potential of the connected vehicle data. If you can detect one unprecedented situation, and if you have the ability to share with all the people that in your close vicinity, 
then they are already notified. They are, they are already avoiding that space and further causing more damages on this part. So I think that is where I, we see a unique business opportunity or business case uh, over there, that where you detect it, where you can pass on through in control tower, where the control tower can communicate to larger things and where you can bypass them for those uh, areas and they can move to a safer path. And that creates a really um, the end game and that really changes the end game. I think the other question that sort of just springs to mind is this fear that so many of us have about sharing our data. We feel that it's something that's very private to us and consumers are quite skeptical about sharing it. Uh, They're worried that, you know, do do people know where I'm going? Are they tracking me? Do they know how I'm driving? Um, How would you answer that? What what reassurance could you give to people? Most of the uh private parties like you and me are are very hesitant to share the data because we don't clearly see the benefit. During the COVID time, the fuel payments, cardless fuel payments were actually um, all over the place because people wanted a contactless payment information. So when those applications are onboarded for the specific reasons, I don't think we have an hesitation sharing it with the new EU regulation and the data acts that's uh, being proposed, we need to bring more transparency into this area. We need to also bring a key uh, aspect of separation of the duties. The persons or the organizations who are providing the access to the data, they need to be separate from the commercialization aspect. How do you make sure that data doesn't get into the wrong hands, into the hands of any bad actors out there? We have a very strict consent management process already in place. Whatever data that we collect today from our customers, they provide us explicit consent to us, and then only we extract the information. Also, our customers have clear transparency that where the data is being used, who is processing the data, who is holding the data, and who is creating the value from the data. The second part also, we have an um, anonymization technique which completely takes away the personal information from the data, sensitivity of the data, the GDPR compliance part of it. We have invested on this topic for years to mature this process, to ensure that we are not Uh, sharing anything personal to other parties. The third topic is that the data retention part of it. This is the way we have structured the whole ecosystem, starting from data acquisition to the data uh, value creation, where customer has a full transparency and they have a full right to say no or yes during the whole process. Why is it so important, I guess, so critical for companies like Bridgestone to be involved in this whole process? So if you think of designing a superior quality tire, which is specific for the usage, monitoring the tire for the entire lifetime, predicting the wear, predicting the damage, and then 
also if you wanted to do a subscription model on top of the tire and then also if you really wanted to provide the information back to the driver in case of any anomalies detected for the safety reason for this entire value chain we need the better access to the vehicle ecosystem where we need the access to the age processing because it needs to process some of the real-time information coming from there. We also need to direct access to the HMI or human machine interface to communicate back to the driver. And that's how we see that when we try to bring in from the best quality tires to the best services we can provide to our customer, vehicle ecosystem is an integral part of it. I just want to pick up on something you mentioned there that was fascinating. You talked about subscription, a tire subscription. How, how would that work? Just outline that for me, because that's the first time I've heard that mentioned. So you pay monthly subscription. You get a perfect tire for your need, customized solution. And also it provides you peace of mind because you don't have to worry about if the tire has an issue we as a Bridgestone will take care of that to fix it, take you to the next um, maintenance shop and where you can do your uh, tire maintenance part to move on. So that means it's a kind of a complete best-in-class solution. I mean, I'm, I'm blown away, actually, just by the implications that has on safety. A huge amount of road accidents are down to badly maintained tires, aren't they? So you're really taking away that human error with this. And also, if you think of uh, the logistics sector, right? The large trucks, those are just being put on the sideways because the tire pressure is not there. So we have a tire pressure solution, uh, real-time monitoring system, and we can, it's an inspection process, but on the go, if you think that the you know, tire pressure is falling, the tire is overheated, we can immediately notify the driver, immediately notify the fleet manager, and we, you can take an immediate decision that how long you can drive, do you need an immediate assistance, and how do we provide the complete uh, solution to you. Because this is a very young industry, isn't it? As you say, this is an industry that is still legislating, still finding its way. For somebody who really sits at the heart of it, what are you most excited about seeing in the coming years? If we look at that um, classic uh, four words case, connected, autonomous, shared and electric, I truly believe that this is changing the entire mobility ecosystem. This is not a buzzword anymore. We are seeing active progression there. If you look at connectivity, how the connected data can create new mobility solutions. If you look at the electrification journey, again, we need the more data to electrify fleets. We need the data for to electrify new vehicles. We also need the battery intelligence part where data is a key for decision maker that how do you operationalize your plan? It's an enormous potential that I see that how this data can play a role in the larger ecosystem and also making it more uh, sustainable for our future uh, mobility and reshaping the future mobility. 
Raghunath, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. You bring data alive. You really do. Uh, So thanks for sharing your insights with us today. For our colleagues in Bridgestone EMEA, you can read much more on this on Be Connected EMEA. For everyone else, please keep an eye on Bridgestone EMEA's LinkedIn for the latest news. My name is Jeannie Buckley from Electrifying.com. Goodbye for now.